House Armed Services Committee Democrats are scolding the Defense Department for doing what they call a shoddy job on a recent study. DOD was supposed to deliver a report that outlined the military installations most vulnerable to climate change and how to mitigate the risks. What Congress got was a report stating most operationally critical bases will be susceptible to recurrent flooding and drought in the next 20 years. Representative Jim Langevin, chairman of the Intelligence Emerging Threats and Capabilities Subcommittee, recently sent a letter to DOD asking for the rest of the report. Federal News Network Scott Mossioni spoke with Langevin about the report and what he thinks is missing. The intent was twofold. It was acknowledging what is self-evident that climate change is having an impact on national security. Uh, I wanted to get the Congress on record as stating that self-evident fact and making it clear to the Pentagon uh, that the Congress recognizes that climate change is affecting and threatening U.S. national security and, and that there are costs associated with that. And I wanted to identify, again, the top 10 uh, military bases as a start that are most vulnerable and susceptible to effects of climate change, and that I wanted to uh, have a uh, understand the mitigation plan and also understand the costs associated uh, with that, that that mitigation plan. So that going forward, uh, we're doing everything we can to build in resiliency, to protect our bases, to protect our national security, uh, and we limit our losses wherever possible. And, and losses not only in dollar terms, but in uh, lost uh, training or uh, lost capabilities. If, uh, you know, if the base is underwater or it's, uh, it, it's uh, out of commission, there are readiness costs to that. There are, um, there, there are preparedness costs uh, and uh, obviously the, the fiscal costs associated with it as well. And so I, I want us to be uh, realistic and and cognizant of the threats and challenges that we face always and and then do our our, our best to uh, to protect against those uh, those losses and looking at the report it seems like there were some pretty concerning results that came out of it uh, it looks like uh, many bases are susceptible to drought and and wildfire and will be even more so in the next uh, 20 or 30 years that's right but the first of all the the report uh, seemed to, it limited itself to just addressing threats on, on U.S. bases uh, here in the homeland, CONUS, uh, but it, it, I, I, I left no geographic uh, uh, limitations in the, in the report of the requirements, and we should have been looking globally. We have to maintain our bases globally. We need to be able, be able to project power forward. We do that. Uh, and and uh, to, to not look at the challenges that we face uh, from climate change globally is a mistake, and it's a, it's another it was a flaw in the findings of the report. In addition to the fact the report totally missed the mark in fulfilling the requirements to identify the top ten most vulnerable military bases affected being affected by climate change, or to 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 uh, associate to uh, give a detailed accounting of uh, the mitigation plan and the costs associated with the mitigation plan. The taxpayers ultimately are going to be asked to fund. Uh, the repairs or the replacement of these bases. The taxpayers have, in my uh, opinion, have a right to know um, uh, what those costs are and what we can do ahead of time to build resilience again so we lessen the impact both 
uh, uh, the, uh, the, the impact in terms of fiscal dollars that are going to be required uh, to repair or replace these bases, but also the costs associated with uh, trying to mitigate the cost of uh, lost readiness or uh, uh, degraded capabilities uh, because uh, the, the, the bases are affected by climate change. And you spoke about mitigation. I mean, looking through the report, it doesn't really look like there's any sort of mitigation uh, proposals in here right. at all. Does DOD ever try and work with Congress or, or work with you on how a study should go, considering that you were the author of this? I mean, you know, it seems like you said that they missed the mark on, on a couple of things. Had they ever reached out to you or, or it, was there any sort of sense of reluctance from DOD that they were doing this study in any way? The Pentagon never reached out. Uh, to, uh, to to me to ask what my expectations were or uh, if there were any uh, ambiguities uh, and there should not have been any ambiguities because I was very specific in what the requirements uh, were uh, in, in terms of what the Pentagon had to do to fulfill uh, its obligations under what we laid out in the requirements under the, uh, for the report. But I certainly would have made myself available if there were any any questions or uh, expectations that they weren't sure of. The the flaws in this study aside, what did you take away from the findings that, that DOD brought out within this, this study? We are facing uh, significant uh, challenges from from climate change, that, it's, that it is happening, and uh, that uh, clearly we've got a, a lot of work to do to guard against the, the effects of climate change. And, and do you feel that DOD is taking climate change seriously enough when it comes to their installations? Are, are they putting up enough, um, you know, barriers that they need to, to uh, mitigate these issues? Well, we don't know because they didn't, they didn't include a, a mitigation plan and the costs associated with it. So uh, we really don't know uh, the degree to which they're building in resiliency or, or have a mitigation plan in place. And right. yet they, they, they're going to come, the, the Pentagon is going to come uh, to the taxpayers and come to Congress and, and, and asking for uh, re- repair costs uh, when when uh, storms hit or uh, flooding occurs, and I think I I, I believe that it is uh, our obligation to be good stewards with taxpayer dollars and also to plan ahead for the future to prevent damage from happening in the first place, build resiliency in where we can, uh, but just understanding what what the challenges are uh, and being realistic about these these costs or what we can do to minimize the, both the, the, the damage, minimize the cost, and, and minimize the, the lost uh, capabilities or functions of the base, uh, where if, if uh, training has to be put on hold or Bases are not usable for a period of time. There is a national security cost to that, as well as a fiscal cost. And we need to know what those costs are and, wherever possible, uh, minimize uh, the effects of those losses. And, you know, the, the political landscape has, has changed a bit now. Uh, when your, your original amendment came out, you are now in the majority. What do you plan on doing in, as far as climate change or any further studies uh, with, for, with this next NDAA? Well, we are reviewing our options right now, first of all, with the report uh, that we expected from the, the Pentagon, which missed the mark. We're reviewing our options right now uh, 
to to determine what our next step will be to require the department to do a, a redo of the report. But this isn't going away, and and the Pentagon is not getting a pass on uh, just issuing the report and saying we're done uh, with that uh, requirement. They they missed the mark, and we're reviewing our options right now to require them to do a do over. And and what would go into doing that uh, at this point? Would you have to make some sort of legislation or, or pass some sort of resolution? What would um, get them to actually yeah, do we're that? We're reviewing all those options right now, but but we will have a response. As far as I'm concerned, they get a failing grade on on the report that was that was issued, and and uh, they're going to have to do their their their, their uh, the report over again. Representative Jim Langevin. Chairman of the House Armed Services Intelligence Emerging Threats and Capabilities Subcommittee, speaking with Federal News Network Scott Mossioni. Check out Scott's story at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, If you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.